Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Renal 911, a short-form podcast about my journey to becoming a non-directed kidney donor. My name is Barry Kaloha, and I hope that this is an uh, update episode for those of you who have been listening along. Uh, for those of you just joining, hi, I donated my kidney to a stranger a couple of months ago. You might want to go back a few episodes and hear all about that. <laughs> uh, but for those of you who have been listening, welcome back. Um, I wanted to record an episode today because yesterday was kind of a big day. I got to meet the recipient of my donated kidney. It was it was really, really incredible, and I just wanted to share a little bit about that. Uh, I did post to Instagram yesterday a picture of the two of us. Uh, we met at the hospital where both of us had the, uh, had the operation, and we were accompanied by my best friend Yaniv, as well as our mutual social worker for the case, um, Farah, who is an absolute delight, and I love her to pieces. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to sort of, sort of, <laughs> I just wanted to sort of share a little bit about how we came to actually meet each other and kind of what that was like. So buckle up, buttercup. So uh, for those of you who listened in on the episode right before I donated, um, I did not know this man's name. I did not know his occupation. I did not know a single thing about him other than the fact that he was 34 years old, lives in New York, and is a man. That was the sum total of information that I had about him. And, and with good reason. Um, you can listen back and sort of hear about the, the stipulations for a non-directed donation. But the short version is that they keep the identities of the donor and the recipient um, under lock and key for security purposes and honestly for emotional purposes. Um, you know, God forbid, you know, one or the other is a garbage person and, you know, makes life difficult for the other person. Now, one would assume that if you are going through the process of donating your kidney to a stranger, you're probably not a garbage person, but who's to say? <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, we we did not know who the other person was. And also for very good reason, they keep that identity secret for at least a couple of months um, so that both of us can kind of be properly healed before even attempting um, contact. Now, contact can be anything as simple as like being able to text each other. Uh, it could be a FaceTime thing or it could be an in-person meeting, which is what uh, both of us agreed to. So uh, a few weeks ago, I reached out to um, my coordinators and just said, hey, you know, whenever my recipient is ready to meet up, um, I would love to and, and whatever he's comfortable with, if it's texting, if it's FaceTime, if it's in-person, whatever, like none of it is a deal breaker for me. Um, I just I just really wanted to meet him. And they were like, okay, you know, hold your horses and like temper your expectations. And, you know, they, they did their due diligence. <laughs> um, but honestly, like I had played out so many scenarios in my head as to what it would be like to finally meet this person that by the time I actually did, I didn't have any expectations anymore. Um, yeah, because it's, you know, we're just at the end of the day, we're just human beings. And you can run all the Hallmark um, movie scenarios in your head you want you want to, but uh, at the end of the day, it is just two people who are connected by by a very unique bond, and that's really it. Um, so we just you know, as long as we approach each other as fellow human beings, then we were going to be just fine. Um, that being said, when they finally did tell me, hey. Uh, what you doing next Wednesday? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Um, and I wasn't like freaking out or anything, but it was definitely 
exciting, you know, like the, the moment had finally arrived. So um, I got Unique to come with me. He's been with me this whole uh, process. He's the one who picked me up from the hospital. So it was kind of special to kind of have that come full circle. So I, I made my way to the uh, to the east side at 10 o'clock in the morning, which is far too early for me to go anywhere on the east side. <laughs> but it was uh, definitely worth it. And uh, we got there first and um, he walked in the room and we were all masked and everything. And, and I had actually asked my coordinators over the phone prior to this meeting. I was like, I'm a hugger and, and I would like to hug him. Is that something we can do? <laughs> and they were like, well, you know, because of social distancing and, you know, it, it, it's probably not the best idea. I was like, okay, that's fine. I mean, not a deal breaker. Again, I just, if, if he's comfortable with it, I would like to give him a hug. He walks in the room and I, I get up to greet him and he just comes straight for me and wraps me in this great big hug. And I was like, OK, I guess that's <laughs> we're not worried about that anymore. Um, yeah. And so we sat down and, and we just, you know, I, I started choking up a little bit and I was just like, hi, how are you? <laughs> no, no, but actually, how are you? Um, yeah. So he just sort of told me about uh, what led him to needing a kidney now for privacy purposes, I won't go into any sort of specific details about his health history, but uh, suffice it to say, he had been waiting for for a transplant. And that was, it was a very fortuitous moment when they called him up and said that, um, that I was a match for him. So it was really sweet. Um, he seems to be doing great and uh, he's healthy and, and he is just chock full of life. This man has all the energy that, in the world. Uh, but he did say that he one of the first things that, that occurred to him when he woke up was he was like, I think I could taste whatever your last meal was. <laughs> and I started cackling. I was like, what on earth are you talking about? I couldn't even remember what the last thing was that I had eaten because you have to fast um, the night before the surgery. So the last thing I had eaten was whatever I had had for lunch the day before. And I was like racking my brains he was he was like yeah it, it tasted like vegetables I tasted vegetables when I woke up <laughs> I was like I have no clue what I had but I probably had like a like a deli sandwich which I always get with lettuce and tomatoes so maybe that <laughs> oh my god it cracked me up so uh so at least I had you know I had a lasting effect um <laughs> on him in some capacity um but yeah, it was it was just really great to kind of get to know each other. We talked about our families and um, yeah, just to really to put a face to this nebulous human being who I've been thinking about for months and months now uh, was really, really special. And uh, yeah, I just it, it felt really good to um, to connect with him. And he told me that uh, you know, his family sends their love and that his mom prays for me every night. And that as somebody who is not religious, I find it very, very special when people who are religious include me in their prayers. I don't really know how to explain that, but I just I think it's a really beautiful thing to include me in, in the way that somebody connects to what is bigger than we are. Uh and that's that's really stayed with me. So, yeah, that was uh, that was really, really special. So we, we ended our meeting and uh, Eneve and I, <laughs> we started leaving the hospital and I looked at him and I was like, I need a bagel. <laughs> so we had a, a celebratory uh, 
smoked salmon bagel down the street. I had some coffee in the sunshine and just kind of really, really decompressed in the moment and really just enjoyed it. Um, and I was really happy to have Yaniv with me because he has been with me this whole situation. Um, and he's seen all the ups and downs of everything that we've gone through. Um, and it was, it was like adding another person to my family. So, uh, so yeah, my, my recipient and I, we now follow each other on Instagram. We, we have each other's numbers and, uh, I hope to include him in my, in my chosen family for, for many, many years to come. So yeah, that was, that was an exciting time. And I just really wanted to, um, to share that with everybody. It kind of felt like the last piece of the puzzle of this entire experience of, you know, deciding to donate my kidney and, and going through all the many steps. Um, and in the process of, of talking about this journey and, and sharing my, my story with so many people, I've had, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say like, Hey, you know, this is something I've actually been thinking about. What's the process like? Uh, I made a TikTok about it that went a little bit viral, which was really fun. It was sort of a tongue in cheek one. And I've had people comment, um, asking for details and, and saying, Hey, I actually just registered with the NKR today. And so it is my sincerest wish that, uh, if anybody who is listening to this or has, has been a part of my journey has ever considered not only, you know, donating your kidney to a stranger specifically, but even just being an organ donor, uh, on your driver's license that you could save somebody's life. You could, in a very literal and real sense, save somebody's life. Um, and I know there are a variety of reasons why people choose not to tick that box. And that is entirely your choice. I will not judge you for it. But if you've ever felt sort of wishy-washy about it or ambivalent about it, may I be the first person or one of many people to strongly encourage you to tick that box. People are waiting for transplants for years for years and years and life is very difficult when your body is not functioning the way that it could be um if you if you had an organ transplant um and I can I can say that by looking into the eyes of somebody who has received an organ transplant from me it's a pretty incredible feeling so I will leave you all with that I hope you're all doing well and if you have any questions, as always, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can email me at barrykaloha at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at barrykaloha. And uh, thanks so much for listening along to Renal 911. If I have any more fun stories, I will update you. But uh, for now, I hope that you have learned a little something. And if nothing else, you know what a nephrologist is now. So use that on your next uh, pub trivia round or the next time you audition for Jeopardy. And uh, I'll hear from you soon. Thanks.